we rolling? We started? Is yeah, this we, it? We, 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 this is yet, reasonable yet, ignorance? Not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. We got it. Yes, sir. Now. This is the ignorant shit you like. I am King Cooler. This is the ignorant shit you like. I'm not This is the ignorant shit you like. Come on. This is the ignorant shit you like. You know the movie has when a motherfucker got a nine chasing a chicken. Bombs! Reasonable Ignorance Podcast. Magic Mike is in the building. What's up? Nothing much, man. Taking it easy. Living life. And we are joined by the one, the only. She only works three three podcasts out the whole month of four podcasts. <laughs> Delcy is here. Yay. Only reason you acting like this is because it's No, I said you. It's the Wait till the company leaves. Wait, till, you you said you only do three podcasts out the month. I didn't say that. You're, I said you're I the came three, three times last month. You the right, right. The hand claps, hand claps. Yes. Last week is because I had an attitude about that fucking dog. What happened to your dog? On a walk, that little fucking trash panda ate something and it had him fucking puking out both ends and shit. So we had to make an emergency vet visit. And 300 fucking dollars later, I got an attitude and like, you feel better now, but like, I'm, I want my money. He would have got a late abortion if it had been my dog. <laughs> Bombs! <laughs> it's a boy. $300. He'd have been out of there. Shit. That uh, shit. Take I it easy. Two, two. Give him a hug. Three hundred total. Three hundred dollars on a dog. Shit, I took him to the vet like two months ago. That shit was five hundred dollars. When he go back in July, it's gonna be two hundred and sixty bucks because he needs all his fucking shots. Wow. And he don't bite nobody. I mean, he, I don't know. he just barks. He need a lion. No, no fucking nothing in your in your apartment building in your. In eight miles of you, it should be nobody doing nothing. Yeah. I I I just can't fathom spending $300 on a fucking dog. Well, I did because he needed it because he was fucking sick. What do you think he ate? I had the slightest idea. Motherfuckers throw Some down. Some old peanut butter. All kinds of fucking trash down there. Niggas like, the other day, like, peanut butter and jelly fucking walking and, like, somebody just threw spaghetti on the sidewalk. And I'm just like. On the sidewalk of all places, it's a pile of spaghetti. And, like, he's, like, ready to attack. So, like, I'm trying to fight him to keep him from eating the fucking spaghetti. Like. But you got one of them small dogs. That's the thing about it, right? So, yeah. it, it shouldn't be. Is he pulling you that much? You should no, have bought some he's jewels. not. If but that motherfucker be adamant about Jordans. it. You say, what'd you say? You want to walk in the morning, buy you some Jordans. <laughs> right. Fuck like, that dog. I got to thinking about you know, you all know, that shit. You, you know what that is, right? What is it? Some side chick and cook some fucked up spaghetti and the nigga got outside like, I'll kill this bitch. You're <laughs> making me sick. She it that, was threw that shit down. a pile of spaghetti on the sidewalk. I thought it was a ravioli. <laughs> I mean, uh, is, is, are they treating this, are they treating the, the block you live on, are they treating it like how they do you remember the the movies in New York from back in the 90s and shit where they just throw the shit out instead of throwing it in the garbage right I mean, like do the right thing they yeah do, they do that shit all everywhere it's garbage can three feet from they throwing it on the fucking ground not a, a whole thing of a pile of spaghetti I don't know where that shit came from I didn't throw it on is the it ground is it a nigga over there yeah, it gotta be is it a lady over there that wears her bonnet <laughs> out 
to the car. Okay. For anything. Uh-huh. Wear her pajamas up to the school uh-huh. in public. Uh-huh. Wear her holy ass pajama pants to, to the to the laundromat to mm. wash. Because her trifling ass wait till it was the, the last pair of panties. <laughs> and she on the last panty liner. Four minutes in. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the type of block. You well, know what I'm saying? I, that's I the type of at, block? I was looking at my neighborhood like, Nobody stands out in front of those buildings. Like, I didn't experience that shit until I went over to Inglewood. Well, sitting on the porch is the shit. Nobody has air. Everybody on the porch, as soon as the fucking, at 5.15 in the morning, everybody on the porch. Very true. And they stay out all night. They do. There weren't too many fat people in Inglewood when I was coming up. A lot of gripping and running. Because you was playing games. Gotcha. Now all my friends' kids is obese because they got a full-size bed, 42-inch flat-screen TV, uh, an iPhone. And an Xbox. An Xbox. And they buying all this shit offline. And they got PS4s. They got the Wi-Fi code. And Uber Eats. And the fucking porches. You, you can barely walk up that motherfucker. They, they, instead of getting their porch fixed, they get this kid spoiled as shit. Yeah. And they tell you to come around the back where it's 10 goddamn pit bulls tied up. <laughs> Barking, smelling like a fucking Brookfield Zoo back there. They talking about he ain't gonna bite, and this motherfucker pulling a, a, a broke down car. The fuck you mean he ain't gonna bite? This nigga one of the Avenger dogs. Bombs. I got something that going to save me three hundred dollar vet visits. And what's that? A twelve dollar muzzle. Okay. I pull that shit out, he instantly gets sad and shit. Yeah, I be like, are. I know. He could just smell. Sunday when I was walking him, uh-huh. we walking through Washington Park and shit. Stories. All of the gentrifiers are up there with their dogs and their kids. And Sarah, she walks up like, it's so cruel that you have a muzzle on him. Oh, I'm like, Karen. Get the fuck away from me before I take the muzzle off of him and he bites you. You ain't say that shit at yes, all. Yes, I did. I called her about five different names that wasn't her <laughs> fucking name. <laughs> she probably was a Jennifer. <laughs> a dog. Lillian. Karen. Sarah. Audrey. Fucking Rebecca. Amy. Alexandra. The dog and then has I no capped business it off with on 61st my and great-grandmother <laughs> Rosie lived to be 93 years old because uh-huh. she minded her own fucking business. Now move the fuck around. All her friends had died, though. They just shit. It went to 20 years before. So she had, Exactly. She was Pop. the last one at the class reunion. Bob! <laughs> <laughs> she was at the last reunion. Don't shave my Even with high school class of 15. Give me an air horn. 1915. Oh <laughs> she was born in 1903. Yeah, she's about right. I'd like to welcome the friend of the program, friend of the podcast, Coach Moses. Corey Moses is in the building. Good to be back. Good to be back. I got to say this, though. Um, every week, I swear, y'all make me feel good every time I listen to that podcast. Oh, thank you. Every week. Thank you. It's very, very entertaining. And sometimes I be needing to listen to, like, you know, topics that, because trust me, I'm thinking about the same thing you guys are thinking about. Uh-huh. And sometimes you guys bring up real life stuff, and it's good to hear. So I appreciate it. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, yeah. You know, we got to we gotta get you a hand claps on that. Well, you know, you we just get- kept me around for 10 more episodes. <laughs> pop, pop it. <laughs> 
struggle to get ready for this. Hey, shit. you know, we at least got to have you at least here once a month. You know that. That's right? true. We got to have true. you here once a month. Um, you're joined by the the missus. His Say wife. hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Get upset and he talk like with the same voice you use when he don't let the toilet seat down. Oh, use that voice. Oh, that voice. Yeah, that yeah, voice. No, no, not the professional voice. Just use that oh, voice. That, use your 79th Street don't voice. Don't do me. Are you from 79th and what? Don't do me. 79th and what? See, from you want to show out? So from East End all the way to Ashland. Okay, all right then. <laughs> Corey. She's Blackstone. Yeah. She's, the She's from huh? Blackstone. You know, we moved around a lot, so. Yeah. That's Terror Town. Terra Town all the way to the baby. Killer Ward. But, Killer Ward. but Killer she graduated from Morgan Park. From Morgan Park, okay, okay. okay what year? All the Bougettos. We, we we went there. They had a group out I there. I mean, what, shit. What that was, was when that, she was there. The Morgan the Park, ratchet than the motherfucking name. What was the name of the group out there? They on Chicago Scanner the every day. What was the name of that group? Three times a day. <laughs> shit. I think Crucial Click. Crucial maybe? Click. They had. A, I wasn't about that shit. Oh, my God. They had a barbecue. Backward seas. In 2001, <laughs> you said you wasn't about that. No. What, what year did you? Uh, what years did you go to Morgan Park? Uh, graduated '98. Okay. So '94, '98. Uh huh. Yeah. Then where? And then, then I went to Lewis University. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's where y'all met at. Yeah. We met Hand claps. Oh. College down people. Who approached who? Oh, I pursued her. Okay, I was going to see the where Hooper. that story went. Well, since since y'all married, y'all been knowing each other since college, over ten over 20 years, right? Yeah. Over 20 years. Wow. Uh, Thanks for dating With us. the topics that's going on today, <laughs> I got to jump right into it. We're not going into what you're doing with your lives. We don't care about what your signs is. <laughs> is it guys in your DM while you're next to your husband? Let's talk about that since Aisha Curry. Yeah. All right. Just because you got a beard, you ain't got yeah. a lot to you. You from the killer war. You know they say the war to kill your mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said you no. so it's not. You said from East End to where? Up until Ashland, I stayed all throughout. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All up and down. I went to Evelyn Park right at 80th and Kenwood. My grandmother lived right off of East End, so I grew up um, at the Regal Theater. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like my playground. Actually, as far as Yates, to be honest. So from Yates all the way to Ashland. Were you an immature fan? Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you were a, you were a fan of, of Marcus Houston with Absolutely. the perm. Was she? Batman, with the perm. Yes, yes, I met them. Yes, I used to go to George's Music Room. Shout out. Yes, Hand met claps. them all. Mm-hmm. I hate the nigga now. That's oh, great. He never you. You ain't who? Uh, Marcus Houston. Marcus Houston. He's not even relevant anymore. Why would you even hate him? He, he's not relevant anymore. But the thing about it is, the the uh, remember the whole thing that they all looked like total back in the day. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Who? Total, Total. the singing group from Bad Boy. Remember Total? I just like Keisha. Right. Remember Total, right? Yeah. Remember Total? Yeah. Okay, so remember the whole immature, and I can understand what Raz B was saying. He got a, not Raz B, but I can understand where it was coming from with the whole Chris Stokes shit. He had them looking like little girls. Am I right or wrong? They had motherfucking (laughs) perms that was laid. They had bobs. Bobs, is that what it was? It wasn't yeah, really perms. It yeah. was like a twist thing, like kind of excuses. But that was an end thing. Like I For can who? go back to and my thirteen year old self. That didn't look weird to me. And I mean, his hair was pressed out. That didn't look weird to you at all. No, no. You know, because that's what they clothes, were doing like, in the nineties. That's what we were doing. No, no. 
for yeah, guys. That it looks weird for you for guys. For guys, the, the niggas yeah. on the west side used to look like that. No, thank you. In the motherfucking niggas on the south side used to look like that. I remember the niggas old, old. with finger waves in the motherfucking curl tail and fucking spray painted stars in their fucking head. So don't tell me that some shit like that couldn't be possible. Dirty folks, <laughs> dirty ass project like ass right. GD niggas and BDs. <laughs> Yes, I said. No, 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 let him go. Let you him can go. call me a hook. You call me a brick. Whatever you want to call me, I don't give no fuck. Mark but is. but us on the, that run up under the five, we didn't never wear that shit because we saw we how motherfuckers much motherfuckers wore raps. We, we saw how much foolish y'all was you, on some DJ that quick niggas looked at. No, you what? Fucking blowouts and shit. Where? Yes, you motherfuckers. Where? 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 Yes, y'all was. Where? You because fool man, chew hat wearing motherfuckers. Where? With that bullshit oh that Jeff Ward was wearing around here talking about Chief Malik. <laughs> some nigga that went to jail and took another nigga's concept and gave it to y'all. And y'all was so fucking misled, y'all went to it. 20 of them. Do you know how many we were 20 of them meant to me? We killing 20 of you niggas that don't need to be here no fucking more. You. That's right. Oh Dirty folks, we got our name because Dirty two ass at our school named Bummy Cliff and Bummy Carl. Dirty they was two of the dirtiest niggas ever. But you didn't never tell them that to their face because they would get dirt all on your ass by whooping it. The whole, the whole Inglewood, the whole niggas from 63rd Street, um, it was a few, it was all a few of them over there. wore finger waves with blue stars in their head, dirty ass, finger wave ass GDs and BDs. Was the worst niggas ever. And they all was dark skinned too. And you That's know what another thing. You know who I started out the worst? What? The hooks, all the hooks. <laughs> Sisters and girlfriends. Hey, that's a good Aunties. <laughs> Are you all well? Your you, brother all well? You threw up the fire when you when you was behind that ass like this? No. Yes, you, you, I threw down the forks when you slapped the ass. When you slapped the ass, you throwing up the fire. You they, threw up the fire. They asked me, all well. was you GD? And he had a 357 sticking out of his waistband. And what'd you say? Who was a hoe? <laughs> and dropped the forks. I was in the tightest, tightest parking space in the, in the country. So, uh, no, man. Give me a rewind. He said, GDK, I said, who was a hoe? <laughs> What's going on, the glory? Um, go to Lewis University, you all meet. Been together over 20 years. Um, What's your story? From, what it, from college up until now. What have you been doing? How often you all sleep with y'all backs to each other? Like, I can't even stand this. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on who's snoring. Ooh. It could be me, could be him. I'm just saying. Yeah. Hey, just rough days, motherfuckers really days. sleep hugged up on top of each other because nah, I get hot. No, get doesn't. your ass away hot from me. Quickly. It doesn't. It doesn't. Very nah. hot. Uncomfortable. I have a different pillow than he does. You know, I got to get in my groove. Nah. We gonna kiss before we go to bed, but we not doing all that. I woke up and I was in the same spot. Now I was in his loving it's, it's embrace. It's totally different from when y'all was longing to spend the night at Lewis University together, right? Well, it's totally you know, different. The beds so were very small, so you know, twin yeah. beds, right? Be like yeah. that, a little but, different. But you really don't notice that you just like both of y'all probably about. 10 to 15 pounds even heavier because y'all look at them pictures back then you're like damn I was skinny as shit we always say that that's true <laughs> I always say that Yeah, I showed her a picture a while ago and it was like when we first graduated from college I was like look at us look how happy we look no kids no bills yeah and I was tripping on that like like you see a picture of all you and your guys how y'all was just in one car 
Yeah. It was like five of us one time in the Camaro. So like that shit won't never happen again, unless we all catch pancreatic cancer. God damn it! <laughs> Being this motherfucker who lost weight because we, we, it's only three of us gonna get that motherfucker. We're gonna be ball up in the back, yeah. but you know, as you get older, it, it's it's rougher than even getting out the back seat now. Yeah. You know, you used to have to help people out. You you don't want to need help now. Yeah. Like God damn, come here, boy, help me. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Calling your little nephew. How the hell, hell are you gonna run off and leave me like that? You that goddamn afraid to get in there? You got a boo boo? <laughs> Help me out this goddamn car. <laughs> yeah, that's the, them, those are good times to oh, cherish yeah. and remember and yeah. yeah, just enjoy. What's our story, babe? Go ahead. The drunken love version. Give your version how how I was in thirst mode. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, thirst thirst is beyond probably what occurred. But um so you know school, right? Young. Um let's see, what what version was it? College sweetheart. He had yeah. friends and used my cousin who attended Lewis University to pretty much probe me and say that, you know, he was interested and wanted to go out. Now, I knew Corey because he worked in the rec center, and I worked in the rec center because he was, you know, doing coaching then. And he was just not my type. You know, at that age, we had our preference. He was not my type at all. Nice guy, speak, how you doing, how's the semester going? Never looked at him romantically. You like the cap or something? Mm-mm. He had a goddamn like whistle either. around his throat. I ain't like the them either. <laughs> <laughs> I am an AK. Shout out to Lambda Side Chapter, Lewis University. Hand claps. Yeah. Pretty girl. That's the ski wees. That's the ski woo. Ski wee. Ski wee, yeah. yeah you played down in Louis, Lewis University, I did. right? Okay. Undergrad, second semester, freshman year. How many of them was online with you? Nine. Nine. We had the biggest line in my chapter. Y'all still Shout all out friends? To 3D. Yeah. Yeah. We just had our We just celebrated 20 years last month. Wow. We got together last week, had a spa day, so that was nice. Y'all do the group? Not everybody. Y'all got your own group and everything? Uh, yeah, okay, we do. Cool. We that's actually good. do. I think, yeah. that's, I, think that all, I think all lines and and um, all lines, ships and, yeah. and, and uh, chapters are doing such. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really respect with, that. You with know. technology. I respect that. Yeah. Because I know girls has been, you know, they was on the same line at the same time. They on the uh, fucked up by a nigga line and Ooh. they don't even speak no more. They always pregnant at the same time, and they don't. The kids don't speak. They shoot. It's just <laughs> so I respect the AKAs and the Deltas for doing the shit the right way. Well, I'm not, and not say getting it's, pregnant it's after one of the folks concert. Not necessarily perfect. However, it's how you portray your business. Yeah. So yeah. you have to work it out. You know, everybody grows. You're 18. You're young. Everything is great. Life happens. Things happen. You know, relationships come back, and yeah. you know they fall apart. So it just kind of depends on your maturity level. So we've definitely had to do some work. Um, now, you're in the financial services business now, right? Yes. When did that start? So I am a life producer licensed through the state of Illinois. Um, been licensed since last summer. Okay. Um, decided to get into it really to learn more. Wanted to be able to take our family to another level. Realized that through my bachelor and master's, they didn't teach me shit about money. I didn't know nothing about investments. Right. I didn't know nothing about no rule of 72. I didn't know anything about the true importance of putting things in place, right? 
um, had heard about it, but no one in my family sat down and said, okay, get out of school, do this. Let me help you get situated. There was none of that. What did they tell you in school? What did, t- what did the family tell you? Uh, no, no one spoke about money. It's like, you know, go to school, get your degree, get out, work a good job, and, yeah. and start your life. We talk about that, right? Yeah. yeah that's, that's, part of what, about that's, that's, that's what we know. That's, yeah. that's, that's probably all we you know. really know is get at, get saved, get baptized, go to school, get an education, get a good job. Yeah, and live your life and just wait to die. I guess when you retire, you know what I'm saying. That's true. We yeah. don't. We that, don't that, really that know. That is the cycle. Yeah. Yeah, and and we nobody's really never talking to us about financial investment because nope. we don't really know. We like what two, mm-hmm. three generations removed from really like we 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 really one generation removed from the civil civil rights. You know what I mean? Because I'm born yeah. in '70, so we really was just not getting into. Being happy with getting a car on our own and, and right. working a good job, and yeah. and then they moved all the jobs out of Detroit, Michigan. All of, mm-hmm. they closed all those places. They then they moved closed all the factories here in uh, Gary, Indiana, and uh, East Chicago. Right. And getting bust to to the white schools. And, yeah. yeah. So we 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 missed all that, but then we had to just make a way out of nothing. Pretty much. So basically, yeah. I think what saved our generation probably is hurting our generation now is hip hop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Else we would have really been fucked up. But then we had the crack era. We had to overcome the crack era. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So then nobody know nothing about. Was anybody mentioning credit scores in the eighties? You know what I mean? No. That shit just came about. Not at all. You're right. <laughs> nobody mentioned credit scores when when we were in college school. No. We all are part of the. We're, we're the five of us are part of the, the whole nineties era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're yeah. products of the nineties era. Nobody, she, my mother didn't meet you. She mentioned shit about credit. Nothing. We just knew. I just knew her credit was fucked up. That's it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if you couldn't get this or can't get that, no, your credit's fucked up. But she didn't tell me nothing about. We didn't know when them, when them crackers down there was offering a, a credit card. Yeah. When they sent the white boy to offer the, that, that free credit card. Yeah. What did we do? They Go got, get. They got me. They got me. I went in and got the got them CDs. Yeah. Them TD ten CDs for for a penny. <laughs> fucks up your credit. Not yeah. mine. I never did that. Black expression. You know why? The book, the book club. You know group, why it didn't fuck up mine? Because I never put Michael Walton on there. <laughs> I put Jason Walton, Robert Walton, James Walton, every Walton I could think of. Before I know it, I had a room full of CDs and I started selling them. Yeah. I would order the same CDs over and over again. My mama said, if you order one more box of CDs at this house, I'm quite sure it's going to be a truck come here and carry your ass away from here. I don't have a dime to get you out. Pop it. Because I was being slick. My boy was, so we, what we do? Go around to the abandoned building around the corner and put in the last people who was living there. The, uh, the, the, the I want to say it was the, uh, the uh, I want to say it's the Jacksons. Somebody, the Allens. Scammer. And we ran that shit around there. We we got we need the new hip hop CDs, man. We need the new Wu Tang. No, it, it, it was it was before the Wu Tang, and then we was like uh, Boom Bap Nation from uh, the Blueprint Chaos film and all that, gotcha. all that shit. Diamond D and the Cycle, you know, all that shit. I mean, they, they didn't teach us, you know. The, the, don't get don't let somebody get get a hold of a American Express card with no limit. You run that motherfucker up. Yeah. Oh yeah, you run that motherfucker. Yeah. But I mean, you said so. You you you, but you still you got the li- you're licensed. Yes. What are you going to do to help the black delegation? 
You know, the biggest thing that I am taking away from what I know, the information that I have, is just sharing my personal story. Okay. Right? People identify with people that are in the struggle. It's very hard to relate to someone who ain't lived where you live, ain't had the adversities you've had, you know, or have been giving something on a platter, Mm -hmm. you know, or not having to have struggled with something. So, um, you know, my story is very intricate. You know, without going too, too deep, you know, I lost my mom at 12. That is the most devastating thing for a kid, you know, to lose their mom. And, And she didn't have life insurance. So now knowing what I know, that was part of the struggle from 12 because there was no money left. There was nothing left for me and my siblings to sustain life. And we're still seeing that today through the GoFundMe's and all of that stuff. You know, there's nothing in place for the living. You know, life insurance is, is an investment, and it's for the living. It's not for you because you're going to be gone. But what about the ones you're, li- you're, you know, you're leaving behind? So that happened to me. Of course, family took you in, but they struggled feeding another mouth. So then now, you know, getting to college, got there through my own merit, grades, little bit of a scholarship, but I still had to take out credit cards to live because no one was sending money, right? Nobody had money to send and make sure I was good. It was like, okay, go to school, pray for you, get some good grades. You know, it was no help, really. Grandmother and grandfather on. wasn't involved? Um, Let's see. Had they passed away at that point? They passed away maybe my second year. So they did what they could. Right. You know, I think I remember them sending whatever they could. You know, dad never sent anything. Um, me and my dad's relationship has been very strained, a strain from childhood. Always been around, but not active. Okay. So he didn't have anything to contribute. I have an older brother that stepped in. Okay. Um, seven years older than me. So that's kind of who I modeled. You know, he was the most successful person that... I knew and I had living, you know, a living example before me. So I was following his footsteps, you know, and trying to do everything to not um, fall into the the statistic of black children, black families and those that lose a parent. Right. And so you're lost because grief can take you two different ways. You're either going to be empowered from it. Are you going to let it succumb you? Mm -hmm. You know, and we had, you know, based on how it was written, we had every reason to not be successful, but we didn't want that. So part of that is going to school, getting through that, getting that degree, thinking that that degree would pay. Right. And then 9-11 hits. Right. 9-11 hits. And it it just messed up everybody's everything. It wiped out the middle middle class. Everybody. You saying that 9-11 wiped out the middle class. After 9-11, all you were left with was the haves and the have-nots. Yeah. There was no middle class. After 9-11. After 9-11, because that was the whole reason behind 9-11. Okay. I mean, because all practical, I was like upper middle class. Okay. Both my parents owned a home. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, my grandmother had retired by then, but my dad was worked a job successful. You know what I'm saying? I fucking I was able to go to college. I had they sent I stipends. I didn't have to work while I went to school. If I chose to work, that was like my own thing. Right. Like life was good for me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, cause all I got to do was go to school. Like this is my job, and my parents pretty much pay me to be here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
And now, like, that shit just disappeared after 9 11. Instantly. So, Not, you agree with her then? Yeah. You know, I, I had interned for two years and I was pretty much set to take that job. Because back then, you interned, mm-hmm. you pretty much got the job if yeah. you were a good intern, right? Yeah. Where at? Um, it was nonprofit, so it was Employment Resource Center with okay. St. Sabina. Okay. Um, that's where I kind of got my grassroots startings working in the nonprofit sector at that yeah. time. And they just didn't have the money to pay. So 9-11 affected budgets, grants, RFPs, just yeah. everything. Took all the grants away. So right. in me thinking that I was set because I didn't intern with them two summers and I'm, I'm good, I hadn't applied for no other jobs. And that was the first lesson that you never put all of your eggs in one basket. Yeah. And so from that point, I've never done that again. And I think that that attributes to me today that I do so many things and I have so many different credentials because I can't never be vulnerable like that. That was like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, that taught you a hell of a lesson, <laughs> didn't it? You know, I'm thinking I'm about to be 19, 20, like making some good, you know, 20000 at, at that age is good. You ain't yeah. got no kids. I ain't had no condo. I had no rent. You know, that's enough to like live for real. Yeah, but then definitely. when that's taken away and then now you're applying for jobs and the job, um, the job market is poor because of everything that was going on. I mean, I think we were unemployed for like six, what? I think six months for me after college, you probably closer to a year. I was almost a year, but I didn't have a job after I graduated. How strong was that relationship? How strange was you always? How did that affect your well, relationship? Well, you know, to be honest, I thought it was going to affect our relationship, but she's such a good person that I hated to even ask her for money. I used to, I used to want to get a haircut. I used to ask her. She would give it to me with no problem. If I wanted to go hang out with my, my boys, she'd give it to me, but... As a man, I didn't want to ask her because yeah. I'm still trying to look for a job. I'm thinking, hey, I went to college like y'all told me to do. I got these student loans, but now I can't get a job. But luckily, she, you know, she didn't hold it against me, you know, when she started working. So it was it it wasn't a strain like you would think. But I, you know, that was one of my fears when because we, we were fresh into dating when that yeah. when all that happened. And that's 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 rough. That's one yeah. of the roughest things. Hand claps for that, uh, right quick. Imagine that. Hold on. All right. Well, it's one of the roughest things for me in a relationship is to ask a woman for some money that <laughs> I know I should have. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. for my good time. A nigga can't even ask behalf. me to make them a sandwich. Just, so asking me for my motherfucking damn. money is a definite no-no. That's why she's paying $300 for the yeah. doggy who ate the, the, the spool. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich on 62nd and motherfucking King I'd drive. rather spend it on the motherfucking four-legged dogs than the two-legged one, goddammit. What it make? Bombs. Fuck. It, may come, do it may come back to you. It may come back to you, though. Just Yeah, I'm getting that motherfucker some insurance. I'm going to pay $47 no, a that, month for it. No, he may get us a, a hit a scratch off. No, that nigga going to go wrong. <laughs> that nigga gonna go raw and drop something else off inside you. Yeah, <laughs> pop it. But you know, anybody even hit your dog. Bombs. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, Phillips a guy, so that would be Uh-oh. very impossible. That would be, yeah. Like he doesn't have a uterus. But he might anything. hit the dog like 
Get the fuck away from here right here. Just kick him. Fuck your four and little nigga. I'm going <laughs> to shoot that motherfucker dead in his head, too. Um, come up in Philip House disrespecting him. The fuck you think this is? Philip going to be in the corner. You said something the about day. You said something about insurance. <laughs> Our people have a tendency to do the GoFundMes, the Kickstarters, the whatever. Well, most likely it's the GoFundMes. Anytime a tragedy situation happens, why is that mindset still prevalent? It's priorities. People, listen, we're going to pay for what we want. We're going to get that hair. We're going to get that bag. We're going to get that car. We're going to get them J's. We're going to do whatever. It's priorities. Where are your values? What's so crazy to me is that I sit down with families and I'm like, okay, can you do like $30, $40, $50 a month? They scratching their they head. How do you not have that? But I'm looking at what you're rocking, though. I'm looking at what you're carrying. It's priorities. And so it's not necessarily a judgment, but we have to shift the mindset of what is most important. Some people really have the, the mindset that they don't care what happens to their loved ones. When they gone, they gone. They really legit do. They don't care. You come across some people that do not care. I mean it because they're going to go in this world the same way they came in it. Right. A burden on their fucking family. And and that's the cycle. That's the cycle in families, particularly in African-American families, Hispanic families. It's that constant. Actually, Hispanic families, don't. they don't even really believe in life insurance. I can't even tap into that market. I mean, well, I have quite a few Hispanic friends. And when my one buddy's grandmother died, they paid cash money for her funeral yeah. because they had the money. Like, right. it wasn't something that they were fucking sweating. You and the I'm reason saying? why they have the money is because they what? 25 in one household. It is. It is it's, it's no. actually, I mean, it's nothing. And, and we might we say that for sarcasm and, and ridicule on the outside. But look at it. On, on, on reality. They have a sense of family. They I have a grew, sense of understanding. Everybody helps raise each but other's I kids. I grew up the same fucking way. With a lot of all of my mother's siblings same. lived in the same house with their children. We all lived in forty seven twenty eight together. You represent and the. You represent everybody. <clears throat> Is off doing their own thing, except for the people that still live at forty seven twenty eight. And that's what I was so saying. So yeah. my grandmother had a place for her people to come and be till they got on their feet and they can move the fuck around. Like that is why motherfuckers is off being successful the way they are. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not knocking that or anything. If my grandmother died tomorrow. I could write a check to pay for her funeral and I'm not going to miss this fucking money. But my grandmother has life insurance because that's something that is important to her. Okay. You see what I'm saying? But a bitch like me, I have life insurance, but I don't have no motherfucking kids. And now I'm really thinking, do I really want to leave my money, leave money to a bunch of ungrateful motherfuckers that's going to go off and blow my shit and do some shit that I wouldn't even fucking do with it? So should I cancel that shit and make sure I keep $1,350 in my checking account, which is enough for fucking cremation? And a motherfucker call talking about any debts I got? Bitch, we burnt her up. Call, you need a mother have a seance to uh, get your money back. What the fuck? Well, you always leave me something. I'll come <laughs> see you every week. I'm going to cry and everything. Just 
Send me, I'm gonna bring you some, nah. some like, strawberry mochiata. What's that over there? Colada. Colada. Ain't gonna be no mother. Ain't no gonna be no. Ain't gonna be no headstone because all of that shit, in my opinion, is just a waste of fucking money. Well, I'm gonna wear this around. Where you around? You back then. <laughs> you agree with that? I don't necessarily. I mean, I think when you're talking about grief and loss, you have the right to bury your loved one the way you want to bury your yeah, loved one. Yeah, because you know on, it's all on, for you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Hold it on. really is. The funeral is for the living. It really is. Um, you know, the average funeral is probably six, seven thousand dollars. That's just you know, basic. as opposed to cremation. Cremation you can get at thirteen hundred. If you get jazzy, like you know, I did a loved one, I probably paid like three grand because yeah. we had a private viewing. You know, closure for the family, rented the casket, I will see. bought the nice urns. You know, so that stuff adds up, right? But yeah. I don't give a fuck how these people yeah. feel when I'm I mean, dead. I'm not, I don't give that I shit get for that. you. I don't give a fuck. I get that. I'm not, I'm not going to argue go to with that. Every Wednesday night right after it's over. Bury their loved ones. Some people want to go to the cemetery. Some people don't care to do that, you know. Um but the thing is, you got to have money to do that. Whether it's going to be cremation, whether it's going to be this all-out funeral, you want these doves released, you want the white horses, whatever, you still got to leave something for that. Yeah. And then if you have kids, there is no reason why you should not leave some money for your children. I do not understand that. I do not understand how you will let your child, your blood, struggle. I'm glad you brought that up. Besides, we, and I'm going to get to the point where I'm going to get to. The name of the company is what? Um, Primerica. Okay, PFS so. Investments. Okay. Yeah. How long you been with them? Uh, since July. Okay. It's about nine, ten What months. made you jump jump with them? Or what made you align yourself with them, period? Um, initially, the opportunity was brought to us by our best friends, um, Damien Bowden um, and Demira Bowden. Uh Good friends of the family. Um, they actually grew up together as kids, toddlers. So, you know, when you have a family member that brings something to you or a friend that brings something to you and they're legit, there are certain people that you don't even question what they bring into you because you know they're not on no bullshit. Like, it's just certain people that when they come to you, you're like, okay, let's talk about that. And what's so crazy is that Probably a year prior to all of us getting into the business, we literally would sit down, you know, have drinks, cigars, whatever we do at the house, you know. And we were talking about starting an investment club. We'd be really talking about legit money moves. Nobody just knew where to really get started. So I had to remind them when we all got in the business, I said, wow, a year ago, you know, today, we were sitting around talking about investments and look at what we're doing. So you have to be able to speak your situation. You know, all of us degree, got good jobs, but still struggling. Are you comfortable in your struggle? I don't want to be comfortable in a struggle. I don't yeah. want to just have the bare minimum. That's not that's not the life that I feel that God wants for me and mine. Okay, but some people would have have this notion or thought process or mindset that Prime America or anything like those type of companies are multi-level marketing companies. They are. They're absolutely multi-level marketing. And then I've done them all. I've done Beachbody. Uh, I've done Body by Vi. I've done Mary Kay, Avon, you name it. I've done it. I'm just an entrepreneur. I have an entrepreneurial spirit. Mm -hmm. So I've always tried to find ways to make money. But so are our jobs. Yeah. Our jobs that we work are multi-level marketing. You have your manager, the supervisor, the boss, and they get bonuses. Do we get the bonus? Maybe, no. maybe not. 
Speaking so about it's that, the same I got a fucking story about a motherfucking bonus. And we gonna come back to bitch. it. Okay. So, my job, we do these annual performance reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Headline, yeah. all sixes and sevens. APR. With seven yeah. being the highest. Mm-hmm. We know that. Delcia exceeds her expectations for this position and this pleasure to have her on the team. Yeah. They come sliding me an envelope five minutes before I leave on Friday. Punch out on the train. Open it. The record skipped. So. You said the record skipped? The record skipped because... Oh. Where the fuck my money at? These words that you wrote on this paper ain't matching these words, these numbers on this motherfucking paper. Mm. My raise is 50% less than what it was last year. My bonus is 50% less. But we just had an all-firm meeting talking about how well the firm did. And we had $1.5 billion worth of profit in our fiscal 2018 year. That's two years over a billion dollars. Like, yeah. Winston is trending. Hold that Where thought the for fuck one... is my money at? Hold that thought for one second. Kevin Durant, Achilles. Tow it. Yeah. That's womp, womp. That's what they saying. Achilles. All right, well, listen. Go back to what you're saying. Go ahead. Finish. Let, let it finish. And I'm just like, what the fuck? So I'm sitting around. I'm just, I'm, I'm at work. I'm upset. Monday, and one of the girls from attorney recruiting walks in. She's like, don't, yeah, don't tell anybody, but I'm leaving. So then someone from business development comes past me. Hey, girl, hey. Girl, don't tell nobody, but I'm leaving. So now we all standing in the corner talking. They was like, you know, I had been going back and forth about leaving the firm. But then when they came with my review and my, bo- my bonus and my raise, that was the nail in the coffin because yeah. I want to go where the fuck I'm valued. Like, what yeah. the fuck? The girl from attorney recruiting was like, in her fucking review, they talked about the vacation she took. She had to ask their asses. Am I being penalized for using the fucking time that I earned while working for you motherfuckers? So you're in the corporate world, right? So yeah. you know what happened, right? The big bosses shorted y'all so they can well, take see, their family that's the on a big, com- no, big vacation yeah. for that's the summer. That's the story they're telling. <laughs> so coming in the summertime. They're yeah. saying that last year none of the partners took a bonus or a raise. But this year, they're doing it. But last year, you took all of the fucking associates firm-wide from $175,000 to $200,000 a year. Don't tell me y'all didn't do it because Crane's business report wrote about it. That is why motherfucking every fucking fresh up out of law school ass kid want to come work at this motherfucker. Y'all spent... $85,000 recruiting a motherfucker to come from over from Massachusetts to come here. That motherfucker stayed for three months and jetted on y'all ass. Well, you know a lot of their business. You got to get up out of there. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I mean, yeah, I get all of the emails. I know when motherfuckers get fired, when they get hired, when they motherfucking quit. I know all of this. Yeah. But and this, it's like you leave this happens here, every day. Get the fuck up out of here. This happens every day. Your story is one of of a thousand. So I'm like, you know, you know, minorities, we're paid less. Women, we're paid less. Yeah. How often up, do we train other people and then we minority. get looked past for the promotion? Last weekend, oh. I'm sitting up having dinner with some of my girlfriends. It's seven of us. Stories. It's only two of us with college degrees. Mm-hmm. We make less than every bitch sitting at this table. But they want to follow up with the, but your job got way more be- better benefits. Okay, that's fine and all. I will take a few less va- fucking vacation days <laughs> to get this motherfucking money. Because I need money to go on all the vacations that I like to go on. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? So like, what the fuck? I'm 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 trying to figure it the fuck out. Like, yeah, so yeah. You go on real vacations. You don't go on no mega bus. You be trying to turn around and come the fuck back. We going to, we going to Wisconsin Dale. Yeah, that's the that's the yeah, the mega bus. My boy went on a mega bus down to Arkansas. He had to stop in St. Louis. I'm thinking you going it's a straight shot down. No, it's every six trees you stop popping. <laughs> <laughs> well, One time I rode the Greyhound from Atlanta to Charleston, South Carolina, but only because I th- it was fucking 400 bucks to fly from Atlanta to Charleston. It's like a 40-minute flight. And I'm like, how much is the Greyhound? It was $44. And it was the same amount. Of t- it was like four-and-a-half-hour drive. Oh, okay, this works for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A, little, a little adventure. I'm on the back of the bus getting drunk like, hey, say la vie. Like, what the fuck? So it wasn't that bad, but it was only for a very small amount of time. And the bus station is right across the street from Magic City in Atlanta. Right. So I sat there. That claps. Yeah. <laughs> I was taking the bus. I'm like, bitches, get off the bus and come straight across the street. Like, can I get a 1099? <laughs> so with Prime America, you've been with us since July. What all are you uh, offering? So let me first... Um, Correct you in the pronunciation of it. Okay, so go ahead. just Primerica. Primerica. We don't have me. the A in it. It looks like that. So okay. I just want to, you know, get Primerica. you right. Get gotcha. you right, bro. I want to get you right. Gotcha. Um, so we offer a variety of things. Um, we offer term life insurance up to 35 years. Of course, that depends on your age, your health history at the time that, you know, you are submitting for your policy. We also offer full client services. Car, home, auto, renter's insurance, home security system, legal protection, mm-hmm. ID theft defense, business insurance. So there's a lot of things that can meet the entire person, family, business owner, right? We all need one or several of those services. Okay. So very similar to your state farm, very similar to your all state. And we used to bundle all of our services too. So we're able to come in and work with an individual and assess the entire financial game plan. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I like to do personally is, is when I'm working with people is to say okay let's do a review you know if you have an existing policy if you have your 401k if you have some investments going pull everything out let's look at it because oftentimes guys we don't read the details we know we got it we didn't sign up the new hire packet at work we didn't check off everything and we didn't put that folder in in the drawer somewhere we ain't read nothing so a lot of times you don't know the details so i really take pride in educating and pointing out the fine print so that in the event something happens your family or you are not out because you didn't read something and it was right there you know and they always say you got to read the black and white you got to read in between the lines and oftentimes when i sit down with families and point out to them things that are in their existing policy, they would have been asked out. Okay. Whole life policy is one of them. You yeah. should never pay for nothing for your entire life. Why would you pay for something for a hundred years? <laughs> why would you do why would you do permanent insurance on anything? It just doesn't make logical sense. 
our phones that we have, insurance on our devices, our cars, it's all for a term. It's not for the duration of that because at some point that thing going to wear out anyway. It's yeah. natural wear and tear. So the same thing with life insurance. It was designed to be in place for a specific amount of time. While you're in your vulnerable years, traditionally, you know, you want to get it younger, right? And while you're building your career, your income, pretty much life insurance is a guaranteed loan. Yeah. Just something happened to you and you got $150,000 and you in good health and you ain't lied on your application, your family is guaranteed that. You can be an instant millionaire by just investing $50 a month. Right. How does that not make sense? That's one or two Less eating out or, you know, maybe you do Netflix instead of going to the show. You know, we have to really look at what are we spending? What are we wasting money on? Is it too many Uber rides? It's affordable. So the $40 a month, let's just say the hypothetical. throwing it out there. Yeah. You're throwing it out. The 30 to $40 a month, it encompasses what? Your term life insurance. Okay. And so that would depend. The coverage amount depends on your age. Obviously, when you're younger, you get more for less, mm-hmm. right? Depends on your current health history. Um, we do cover pre-existing conditions. Some people feel like, oh, because I got this, that, and all that, I'm not going to be covered. That's not necessarily true. But we do we do review medical records, you know, and we take the account of your own health history that we report as a field agent to put everything into that application. It does not mean you won't get covered. No, but it's not 100% guaranteed, though, right? Nothing is 100% guaranteed. Okay. You can be healthy, but something in your medical records, whether you know it or not, because there can be errors in medical records. You could have gone in for exploratory. They thought you had something. They put it on a record. They never removed it. Guess what? We, we're not generally looking at that. I've had that happen before. Mm-hmm. Being in the healthcare profession, because I used to work in um, with a managed care organization, so I used to work and look at records. So I have that background knowing that there can be errors. Right. And so if that comes back for a person, they're like, well, no, I never had cancer, but they thought I did or I was going through biopsies. Well, you need to get that corrected in your medical records because for whatever reason, they've put that in there, right? So it's about being honest. You got to be honest on, on that document. Does Prime America offer anything else outside of insurance and stuff like that? Yeah, investments. Okay. We offer um, 401ks. Um, good, You know, a lot of companies don't offer that. That's not a part of the benefit package. If you are a business owner, um, like you don't have, yeah. you know what I mean? You don't have the luxuries of that. We offer annuities. Okay. Um, we offer mutual funds. Mutual funds are a fantastic way to grow your money. You yield between 8 to 12% depending on the market. So your money's going to grow very well. So with that $40 in, would that be spread amongst that too also? Or you do it? No. You do it, what do you, how do you, how, yeah. Like, let's just say, okay, a person you want to, me and you sit down. Yeah. I say, okay, you, you talk me into it. I don't need the whole spiel. Yeah. I'm, I got $40 that I'm, 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 I'm ready to allocate to this a month. Yeah. What are you going to do for me then? So we have to do a financial need analysis. I have to ask you some questions. You know, what what's your purpose? What, one, what's your plan? Give me one question that you're going to ask. So um, what do you currently do? Um, popcorn shop owner. Okay. How long have you been doing that? Uh, three years in the store. Okay. Um, it's about seven, eight years now. Okay. Yeah. Do you plan to retire doing that? I'm ready to retire now. Okay. So what would be your dream job or your dream retirement setup? 
uh, five million five to have million? a net. Net five million. Five million. Okay. So to then, have in the bank five yeah. million. Let's just say a million. You know, around the house and the mattress. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so this, they say four million in the bank, a million in the mattress. Okay. Because I believe, I still believe in that. Speak it. I still believe in putting money Very in the possible. couch and money in the safe, money in, in, in the mattress. Am yeah. I right, Mike? Or yeah. You feel the same way or no? Hell no. Not where I stayed. I'm right off 79th Street. Them niggas <laughs> where you at? As soon as, soon as I get a, a new diamond earring, they following me home. <laughs> Pop it! <laughs> but um, to get back to that, so then we'll sit down and look at what that million dollar policy would look like. Okay. We'll we'll draw it up. I can do the numbers right in front of you. It's not no shuffling. It's not I can't show you. I'm gonna do the numbers right in front of you and show you, okay, according to your age, your current health history, this is what a million dollar policy would cost. Does that fit in your budget? But what about the annuities and stuff like that? That's that's the stuff that the annuities, the what about yeah. the investments part? Not so, just so much the insurance, but yeah. the so it's two, it's two ways we can do that within our policies. You can have um, what we call a, a FAB account or a savings account attached to your policy. So say if that forty dollar insurance policy, you know, is going to get you a hundred thousand hypothetically, you could then say, okay, I want to save an additional fifty dollars a month. So now within that policy, you're paying ninety dollars a month. One is going towards your life insurance policy with that guarantee, $100,000, and then you got $50 that's being put up. And you can then transfer that into your mutual fund. So that's a way for you to pay one bill through one thing, but you're investing in two different things. So what will happen, say something happened today, right? Mm -hmm. Your family get the 100K and whatever is in that account. So that's the better way to grow your money versus if you – don't invest at all. We, we, we educate and we teach that with term policies, you want to invest. You don't want to pay a term policy for 30, 35 years, which is renewable. But at the end of that term, there's nothing coming back to that person. And you haven't invested the same 35 years so okay. that you can grow your money. Because what will happen is that you get to that age, that 35-year term, you know, you'll be able to be self-insured. You won't right. have to renew that policy. Right. So we have to change the mindset of how can your money really work for you? What is the best investment? 401Ks are great, but they probably yield between, you know, maybe 6% depending on your company. You know, if you're vesting, that's only if you're vesting. A lot of companies will say, okay, if you... Um, contribute 6%, we'll match, you know. So you got to contribute 6%. Some may say 4%. So you got to kind of know your financial products and know what's going to be um, the best return on interest. A CD bond is going to be about 3%. Our savings account is less than 1%, like 0.01. Look it up. They yeah. used to be 3%. They ain't yielding that much. The savings account you put money in is nothing at the end of the year growing on that. Why you ain't go? Why you ain't go do E Trade? Why you ain't go work for it? Work with them? Um, it's not an interest now. It's just not an interest. You thought about it? Nope. Not till you just said it. Not at all. Mm -mm. See, she was. I'm very. Really... I'm very happy where I am because I'm getting training and well versed in a multiple spread of things. So I have my live producer license through Illinois. I can apply for any other state and be able to write policies in any other state, simply pay a fee. I'm studying for my investment license. 
um, my SIE and then my Series 6 and 63, so I'll be able to do everything a bank can do. They cover credentials. I already got $96,000 in loans. I ain't trying to do no extra shit. I ain't trying to do another FAFSA. I ain't trying to do another certificate program, another degree program. I need somebody that's going to invest in me because I paid out. Right. And I never made that salary to even pay that that student loan. So that's the other thing that we offer as a business opportunity. You can still work your regular job and make extra income. We have to get to the point where we are creating additional streams of income. Any successful person got four to seven. Yeah. A millionaire has seven to ten. What we got? You can't rely on that one stream of income because if your health fails, something happens, the job closes, they don't want to give you no benefits, you asked out. We got to start relying on one thing. You got to have multiple multiple ways to do that. Yeah, exactly. You know, how many, many people, how many people lost their lost investments back in 2010 with the bank bailout in the auto industry? Thousands of people lost their college, you know, investment accounts. Mm-hmm. That's you know, it's, it's, it's sickening. Could you imagine if you lost 30 grand? Yeah. I would be sick. I'd be sick. For yeah. a minute. But see, that's why people don't invest too, because they're ner- <laughs> it is ri- there is a risk, and that's why people don't invest. But you gotta know where to invest and how to spread your money, and you gotta you have to be a student and become educated. You can't let nobody run your money. No, you gotta sit down. And so, like I said, my whole purpose was to learn the money game. I got tired of being comfortable in the struggle. And these conversations need to be had. We have to way have them. more, and you know, I mean, like, like uh, trendy topics. You know, you have yeah. to start that. You have to plant that seed because we don't have these conversations. Because I think a lot of people are embarrassed about their financial situation. Yes, and they don't, they don't, they don't talk about them because it's a, so much shame. And yeah, that's why we be so happy when we get our income taxes and we yes. go do a but bunch of dumb it. shit because we we have a, a, a big shameful cloud over our head exactly and so we try to erase it knowing it's going to come right the fuck back so we try to bring the sun out make us smile make us feel so happy knowing damn well nobody has no insurance nobody has really no money like like when we after we buy everybody two outfits or one outfit and eat and we go to the show we right back down to living check to check. You yeah. know what I mean? We but we don't have those conversations so because we don't. We, o- we, we overlive our means. <laughs> our pride, and our, our priorities. <laughs> you know, our pride is is one thing with us, yeah. but our priorities are messed up. Like I seen some other day where they said, uh, if we focus on our academics, the way we focus on the kids' prom, we'll be so much better off. Man. You know what I mean? Bombs. <laughs> gonna be so basic they probably gonna get and that, that, about that made me really think it. like this prom shit that's too much it'd be money. some of the, like some of the, the, the biggest send-offs don't even be at their own houses because these houses <laughs> be su- such yeah. shambles and such sheds in the city sheds <laughs> i mean like a, a fucking shed like you got uh, uh buckets because it's the the fucking plumbing is gone but Mess. we got this kid uh Red bottom shoes, $1,500 shoes. And she's scratching every fucking favor that she need to get these shoes, to get this custom-made fucking uh, tux, to get him a a, a luxury car. You know what that's... You I know, mean, you, a, know what a, sta- you know what started that, though, right? I don't... Uh, uh, Sweet 16 shit? Yep. 
That, that, uh, yeah, uh, we on the same my, page. That shit's it. With, with, uh, uh, yeah. Watching them niggas go on Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. And we did it. We took it for our prom. And we, that prom send off shit, it only lasts for what? 20 minutes? 20 minutes. And then it becomes a grown folks party? 20 minutes. And like, it's damn near like they getting married. And you can tell who's really the worst off because they have the bigger one, the bigger, the bigger uh, send off. And who's barely just made it to graduation because <laughs> they really have a bigger, uh, even bigger. So like uh, certain schools, they don't even let you go on prom yeah. until you're guaranteed to go to graduate. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's a lot of, <laughs> I, I, see, I made a meme a few years ago and the dude was looking around at graduation with his shit on. Like, it was way more people with prom than this. I'm telling you. <laughs> and I got ridiculed for it because it was like, don't, don't mess with the kids like that. But, you're not messing with the kids. You're messing with the parents. Yeah. Because a child is only going to let, let going to get away with a parent is letting them get away with. And parents somehow live vicariously through our children yeah. in so many ways, through yeah. sports, yeah. through the prom send-offs. The, 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 the young lady probably never got a chance to, you know, do that experience that the guy never, fathers never get, go all out for that shit. You yeah. know what I mean? We, we yeah. never do give our kids that, if if you make the honor roll, you not really, really jumping up and down for your kid because you know you was there every night with him doing his homework. You know, yeah. The kid is graduating, the one that really barely made it. His family is clapping like a motherfucker, and they knew they heard that man say, "Hold your applause." But this nigga last name is, is Wilson, and they already clapping at, at the Adams. Because <laughs> they know this motherfucker got away I'd by the skin of his like teeth. I'd like to interject for two seconds because I used to be on the whole, why are you making such a big deal out of like prom and all of this shit? But then when you read the newspaper, your kid could be on the bus coming home from school, standing in the park by school, after school, yeah, walking down the street. And you'll never get to see them graduate because something tragic that happened yeah. and they're dead. So... I'm not mad at parents for wanting to celebrate that their kids made it because yeah. in 2019, it's hard as fuck yeah. to get these kids through high school because they could be on the bus coming from school yeah. and get hit by a stray bullet and then to go to what school. Is it? It's hard for them to go to school. No, I'm talking about the ones that will actively yeah. get up and yeah. go to school. It's hard as fuck. Like I could only imagine the anxiety some parents have when their kids leave out in the morning yeah. and hop on public transportation to go to school because everything's just fucked up everywhere. And then to go yeah. back to something that Jamal asked you, and I've been talking to my friends about this. He says, what are you going to do to help the black delegation? Mm-hmm. Teach the fucking kids about that yeah. shit. Their parents is too far fucking gone. Yeah. So maybe they come in the door asking their mama, Bitch, you got life insurance. You know what I'm saying? Like, the way you and Tyrone around this motherfucker fighting. Exactly. Like, if he kill you, who gonna take care of us? Do you have a life plan? Yeah. So, I always, we're always discussing that. Like, just teach it to the kids because their parents is just too far gone. And maybe if the parents to the kids talking like they got some fucking sense, they'll sit down and listen a time or two or something. I don't know. But I just think that the kids... In 2019, those are the ones that we need to be reaching because everybody else is just too far fucking gone. Not unless it's somebody that really is trying to like do something because that whole credit repair thing, like that's like something that's like big and booming. And it's like you don't need nobody to do that shit for right. you. Yeah, last year it was Bitcoin. Yeah. 
The last, then, then it's credit. It's credit repair. Yeah. Now. And for uh, what's the other one? Foreign currency is is becoming big too. Okay. Uh, let me read this to you right quick. 50-20-20-10 rule. You heard of this before? Mm-mm. Here's how you spend, save, and invest 50000 This is from the Black Upstart. 50% on needs, spend 50% or 25000 on needs, such as mortgage, rent, utilities, groceries, insurance, transportation, education. 20% on wants, spend 20% or 10000 on wants, such as vacation, entertainment, professional hair, Cut styling, uh, uh, manny's, patties, name brand apparel, families, friends, gifts, loans. 20% on savings. Spend 20% or 10000 on saving, uh, uh, using interest, bearing savings accounts, bonds, treasury bills, certificate deposits, 401k money market funds. 10% on investing. F- spend 5% or 5000 on investing in the stock market. Uh, RETS, REITs, how you say it? Rets, you know, are you familiar mm-hmm. with that? R e i t s, you familiar with that? Rits, yeah. Rits, is that what it is? Um, real estate, equity, crowdfunding platforms. Your thoughts, everybody. Sounds fucking stupid. I'm telling you, I've never heard of like that. this is new to me. When CHA is passing out these fucking Section Eight vouchers, and they're doing like your portion, like the tenant's portion of rent. It's going to boil down to 35% of your income should be spent on housing expenses. No more than 35%. If you spend more than 35%, you live someplace that you shouldn't be fucking living. And that's exactly how it's supposed to be set up. I don't know about transportation, like how much one should spend. I know that if you make $40,000 a year, your car shouldn't cost motherfucking $80,000. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Upside down before you even go to the <laughs> Exactly. Like if, <laughs> you, if you make forty grand, your car shouldn't cost eighty grand. It probably shouldn't cost half of what the fuck you bring home in a year. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that whole that one I don't know who the fuck wrote that. Motherfuckers be sitting up here concocting their own motherfucking things and I don't know, I guess I'm money savvy because my grandmother was money savvy. Yeah. My dad's hella money savvy. So I guess that's just like my thing. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you just don't need all that. We have to just get back to the simplicity of life. You know, you don't need all that. I used to laugh like, oh, you know, you know, this guy, usually probably a white guy, white girl driving some Prius or some shit. And I'd be laughing. But then I look at what they pulling up to. Oh, that's why you driving a Prius, because you living in your dream house. See, it's priorities. But we don't see that in our 20s. I would 20s. rather ride the bus to plush that. any motherfucking day. But we don't see that in our 20s, though, right? But it goes back to, and y'all talked about this before, it goes back to how you were taught yeah. with, with money. Like she said, her grandma was savvy. Her dad was savvy. Everybody don't get that. Most like some of these kids that we see now on social media, you see the first thing they do when they get a, 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 a big load of money, they flashing it and then they go into the store downtown to buy something that they ain't going to be able to use after about two or three days. Yeah. Buying a Prius, that car is going to get paid off. They're going to be able to use that car for 20, 30 years until the motor fall out. But that house they living in is a mansion. 
and it's of value. That's I mean, the difference. That's the mind. I would rather it, it starts have a with Saab the mindset. Than I mean, a fucking Bentley. I'm, I'm trying Why? to. Why? Because Saab makes fucking Bentley. It's called equity. Too, and people though, drive fucking you know? Saabs for fucking 30 years. Yep. Them things. I learned how to drive in a Saab. Show nail. Me too. When I was in South Carolina, me too. Um, think about it is, no, none of your friends are really driving Saabs, and you, we still have that keeping up with the Joneses yeah, mentality. Yeah, absolutely. And we're doing things. Uh, uh, we got to give ten percent of our money to the church, right? Yeah. That's 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 a good piece of chunk of your money. We got more, more we got a tie. More churches than we do got black yeah. banks. <laughs> we, we, that's sad. Yeah. yeah. And, I uh, still say that's sad. And that's, that's where sad. all the money goes to on Monday morning. Yeah. From the black church goes to yeah. JP Morgan Chase or Bank of America or one of these white institutions and we have none of these. We we not taught how to provide for ourselves institution wise, like uh banks, hospitals, uh Grocery stores, because you know what are our children going up seeing? They seeing the Arabs selling them at the gas station. They think that's really the corner store. Exactly. Because you can they don't see. They, get a we don't have that. That uh, Miss yeah. Robinson, who had the store that your mama could see around the corner with with the letter and say, "Look, I'm struggling right now. It's Wednesday, but I'm give him these uh, the, the pack of hot dogs, a loaf of bread, right. and three packages of Kool Aid, and I'm gonna pay you Friday when I get my check." That that's gone out of our neighborhood. Now we got the Arab saying you got to bend over, get on your knees in order for you to get this same pack of hot dogs, loaf of bread, and three, you know, for the Kool Aid. Yeah. So when it's being seen like that, we don't we don't we don't categorize in our mind and say, look, I got to change this situation for my mom. Yeah. You know, we 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 not our guys not really seeing that. They seeing the flashy dude with the uh, that's probably the hustler. Or the card cracker now. You know what I mean? Yeah. That street guy, or they seeing the stripper, as far as the girls go, mm-hmm. or the card cracker, you know what I mean? Or the booster. You know, they not seeing somebody like you or yourself and Corey on the, you know, consider lames. For the yeah. longest we used to consider lames in the neighborhood yeah. because we were in the barbershop. Yeah, yeah we, me and him considered, me and Mike is considered lames because we podcast. I'm talking about the young kids. Uh, yeah, we considered lames because we podcast. You know, we we own a popcorn shop, we own a barbershop, we cut grass. You know, we do we do we looked at as lames versus the guy the, the guy that's the that is the car cracker or the so girl I that is the car cracker. That's of their language and their dialogue. Like, what was you at last night, man? What you was you you was blowing that you, you was blowing that bitch, and that means shooting that pistol. Yeah. And they like Mike, what you doing knowing that? Like, <laughs> I come from the same environment. Right. Like I know I know your mother and your father. I know your uncle. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, on the low, I used to date your auntie. You know what I'm saying? Some yeah. of that, of that. You know what I'm saying? Just gotta be gotta wait let you, know. Wait till you start using the word cap. You, you start using that yet? No, because I don't get it. You my son, my son taught it to me. I use it a couple times. Yeah, use it, man. Use the word cap. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't Michael, I, Magic Mike will start using the word cap after tonight. No, Bob. So you supposed to say? You supposed to say right then and there? You supposed to say that's cap. Oh, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> when I think of cap, I think of one of my cats that I be wearing. Man, I don't think about that shit. Like oh, they, man. they too deep with they shit now. They try to be too deep. Yeah. So I, I let them have some of it, and I just got to sometimes go in my bag and just be like, I'll oh, slap the shit out you. Exactly. Now cap that. You know what I mean? As a side note, um, Corey, Coach Moses, Delcia, um, I'm. I'm 
Samara. 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 There we go. And you know we met each other on the, on set before. Um, as a side note, I have to say this. Um, have you ever seen a dog come into a barbershop? No. Tell a story. Tell a story. I'm in a barber's chair. Magic Mike's cutting my hair Saturday, Saturday night. 9.30. 9.30. Because he don't know how to be on time for shit. He probably had an appointment for fucking 7 o'clock. Cap. He don't respect nobody motherfucking time. Not Cap. even his own. Hot mouth capping right there. Um, I'm in a barber's chair getting my, my hair cut. Um, guy comes in with a dog. A, a, a dog. With a rope around his neck. Saying he's selling this dog for ten dollars. Damn, damn. What kind of dog was it? It looked like Bambi. (laughs) (laughs) It was brown. It was a German Shepherd. You can see his rib cage (laughs) on both sides. (laughs) And he said he wanted ten dollars. He just need get rid of the dog. And he has a the clothing line rope around his neck as a leash. And the dog was like looking at us like, man, what y'all getting me away from this nigga? Ten dollars. What did I do in my former life that I got reincarnated to be around this nigga? <laughs> he says, what he, the he, fuck he said, did I do? He says that my my auntie kept him in the basement all this time. I mean, you you remember the, you know the the dog that you see in Family Guy that that's, mm-hmm. that's running that's that's damn near paralyzed. <laughs> That's what this dog looked like. Oh my god! But the dog was skinny bone. Everybody in the shop telling him take him down there to the to the uh, fire department. Take him this place. Take him that place. This guy says, "What magic? No, I need the money. <laughs> I'm talking that all this good, good spirit. I need the money, man. Don't nobody want this. Ten dollars, man. I'm giving you a German Shepherd." The guy beat the dog. Wanted to walk out on his own tooth. Like man, they, they, just, the dog didn't even bark. Oh my god! His tail wasn't wagging. Nothing. He had he had droopy eyes. And when I said, "Man, you got to get out of here with that you know dog," what? the dog I said, him "You $10 know what? And got the dog that makes me mad." Me. I got my dog from. <laughs> no, this is what he really said. He said, "Man, get that German deer out of here." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got, got a German deer. <laughs> But I couldn't. Even, I was so ready to go. The shop was crazy. I couldn't go live because you can't go live all the time because you get out of character. So I just had to just go off the cuff of what I said, man. Man, I told my old lady that she laughed. She died laughing, man, because it really looked like I told I a deer, mm-hmm. the same color. I told I told uh, I told my brother-in-law at, at the popcorn shop over there on Sunday. He just he couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, man. He came in there with a sick dog, wanting to sell it for ten. I'm at least trying to get some money out of it. They tell him what it take the two, that, you know, to help this dog out. Yeah. They, they said, I'm at least trying to get ten dollars. He said, No, I want the money. And the yeah. thing about it is, he didn't look like a cluck. To me, he didn't look like a cluck. Mm-hmm. He didn't look like no. He looked like an uncle. He didn't look like uncle at all. A functional. Right. They don't yeah. all got to look like that. Clucker. Yeah. They all don't With have to look dog. like that. Because he had a little weight on him. He looked like okay. he could do about 65 straight push-ups. Because mm-hmm. most of the niggas do. You know, he probably just got out of jail. Mm-hmm. And probably like, man, auntie, this dog got to go. Can we transcend <laughs> to the Welcome to the dog. Now? I smoked the dog, auntie. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I got a question for you, right quick. Uh, do you need uh, a checking account in order to start with you? Yes, you do. Okay. All right. I just I don't um, want to ask that question. But um, I know for somebody those, listening right now that don't have. Yeah. One. Yeah. You All need a checking cards, account. Prepaid cards. Get get your stay out of courtesy exchange <laughs> unless you need to sticker. <laughs> Damn. Well, bus pass. But because I know my people, my community, I have a relationship with a banker, so I can open up a bank account with you at the time that we meet. Would you look at God? Look at God. Yeah. And claps. Won't he do it? Man, this lady know everybody, man. I'm telling you. It's a good thing. And, you, and everybody that she doesn't know, you know. So that's, that's the thing. You know, she, yeah. she's presentable. She can speak well. Man, I done dated some women. I'd be like, hey, you, 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 you can't see her. <laughs> you got to keep it behind the curtain like a... Like a wig. Like a, no, like the curtain at, uh, on a Golden Gate. Uh, uh, no, no. What about uh, I Want the Night with Eddie Murphy? The Golden Child. The Golden Child. Bring me the night. Man, who cooked this food? Don't worry about it. It's good, ain't it? You never will see it. Most ignorantest lady in the world. Plug your business. I want to say two two things really quick. Um, The first thing is that uh, I wanted to speak to what you were talking about, about what we see in our family. I come from a family of entrepreneurs. When I was a kid, I grew up in the barber and beauty shop that my family owned. We owned a corner, a corner liquor store where we had we could be able to exchange and say, spot me to, you know. So I grew up seeing that. I grew up, you know, knowing how to cut hair, knowing how to do hair. Um, I grew up, I had an auntie who had uh, an aerobic studio as the garage. So the house from the storefront being a store, the back of the house was the barbershop, beauty shop, and then the garage was the workout studio, aerobics. So I grew up seeing that. I grew up seeing multiple things. And so it's not by happenstance that I ain't supposed to be working for corporate. Yeah. And claps. God damn. I ain't supposed to be doing that because my gifts are not going to be able to afford. So I'm saying that to say that it's all about what we see. And people are watching us, our, our family, our children are watching us. And it's important how we use our time and our energy to deflect those that are coming behind us. I set my kids down a couple months ago like, look, you know, mommy doing X, Y, and Z. I'm going to need y'all to understand. I'm, I, I work now traditional hours. So it's going to be some early mornings and late nights. But know that I'm doing something to you know, get us all comfortable. So having that conversation, the second thing I wanted to talk about going back to the proms and all this lavish stuff is that part of what I do too with families is teach them how to plan. If you plan effectively, you can take all the trips, you can plan the big parties, all of that. You can do all of that if you plan. Now, our son is seventh grade. Eighth grade is next year, right? We got a whole year to get that money together for eighth grade trip, luncheon, and whatever else comes in eighth grade year. You should not be stumbling come January of eighth grade year, and now you got to go take our payday loans and all of this. It shouldn't happen like that. Not the same thing, and um, it reminded me um, a post that was on Facebook. Um, someone had said, like, oh, you know, I spent all this money for eighth grade stuff or whatever, you know, I, uh I, you know, I, I can't wait to see how prom going to look. And so my response to, to her was, sis, you got four years. Plan. 
And it can be as big as you want it to be. And it could it could it could shut down the block. You got four years to get your weight up? Are you serious? Same thing with Christmas and birthdays. Our community goes into debt. Same damn day every year. I never understood that. Do I not plan my birthday early? I don't play these games in the I do not understand. I have a child whose birthday is is two weeks from now. You think I'm going to not do something for me? Christmas is December 25th every Every fucking year. year And you pressed. Why you tight, man? This it's the I'm same saying. fucking every day year. every the year. The kids want this. Why you can't buy gifts like one gift a month starting like in April? The Had same them bitches shit is in, in the, the stores. That's in the stores in December. Well, your lady told you- me to start saving twenty five dollars every Monday for Christmas, starting the first week of March. Love it. And she said you you you, you should be straight for everything, but. My young, dumb-minded ass, I was looking for the hookup every Christmas. <laughs> a couple of times with Payo, because we had to hook up with the guy at uh, Toys R Us. He'd take the big wheel out the damn box and put all the toys in there. Mm-hmm. And then he... <laughs> that was the coldest shit ever, I thought. Give him $40 for the big wheel, and she scanned the box, and you got probably $160 worth of toys in there. Mm-hmm. Until he washed his ass out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Black folks, we like the hookup too. That's another thing they got us. The hookup. Yeah. We, we need the hookup. If you working at Denny's, trust me, some nigga going to come in there. Somebody, somebody from Morgan Park is going to say, <laughs> you got, can you hook me up with some extra uh, 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 hash might, browns? It might be me. Extra turkey bacon. You know I what I'm saying? Ask. How long is your presentation? Um, about 25 minutes. Okay. Yeah, I do. I do a pre-interview because I really want to get to know the person, goals, dreams. I don't want to just come at you spitting this, and I don't know nothing about you. That doesn't make sense. You got to meet people where they are. So I'm gonna ask questions about what are you currently doing, how long you been there, you know, do you want to retire from that? I have to ask that. We call that a, a dream life interview. You have to ask these questions. First of all, it makes that person feel like important because when is the last time someone has asked them about their life? You don't know what that person is going through and nobody asks about them. So definitely going through that presentation about 30 minutes or so. And then I allow time for questions. You know, I don't, I don't believe that you should make rash decisions today. You might have to sleep on it. You know what I'm saying? Sorry about that. Man. You might have to just because it. what someone is saying sounds good. Yes, process it, think about it, pray on it, do what you got to do. Some that bitch that take notes. Up. Hold on, can yeah. you repeat that? Let me write that yeah. down so I can go back and you know. Yeah, well, a lot of us can take notes. And then you have people that have been praying for an opportunity, and bam, here you are in front of them, and it's confirming everything that they're looking for, and they're ready to move. Yeah, plug so it. I'm always looking to build my team. So my my Instagram is Samira Moses, that's S and Sally, Y-M-A-R-A underscore Moses, M-O-S-E-S. My Facebook is Samira M. Moses. Um, Twitter. Do I really use that? No, don't do not do Twitter, y'all. Um, that's the best way to reach me. Um, email is samiramoses at gmail. My direct contact, 312-613-8451. Come at me correct. You will get blocked. I'm a, very serious about my business. I don't play with lives. I don't play with 
um, advancing my community, so I'm not here for games. And I'm looking to hire, train, and build a team. So if you guys are looking for an additional stream of income, if you are tired of going through the motions on your job that's not giving you this bonus, playing with your money, um, you're not feeling fulfilled, there's an opportunity to be trained, get licensed, and to change the financial tree of your family. Be open to the conversation. As black people, we have got to stop being so closed-minded. Yeah. Just because some... Here's the thing. Just because the pastor do don't say you can't believe it. people tell you about anything? If you ain't got no business and you're going to tell me about running the business, how the hell are you going to advise me? I get that shit every day. Yeah. We have to stop doing that, people. It's, it's irritating, and I be praying for a whole lot of folk, but my little prayer list is getting overflowed. I get, I get that shit. That, it's it, irritating because you self-sabotage is real. Yeah. You know, you will mess up your blessing. You will miss your opportunity. Listen to somebody who don't have shit going on with their life. It's about you and your family and what you want to do. I so if you, you I'm serious, not no hallelujah, man, but hey. I went through that today. Yeah. And, and, and I went through it today because somebody is like, oh, you don't be talking about shit. I'm, looking, I'm listening to some uh, motivational speaker. I listen to Eric Thomas and Inky Johnson. So he like, what the hell are you talking about? Listen, I said, well, I'm tired of the same rat race in here, hearing this shit. <laughs> and he said, what the fuck can he tell you? I said, something different from your shit. I'm so sick of your shit, Pops. <laughs> you the reason why I'm listening to this shit. So he immediately said, look, he listened to this bullshit. I said, see what I mean? I said, you don't even know what I'm so far away from you right now. I'm just physically right here. You just looking at me. I'm a million miles away from you and trying to get further. Because <laughs> I really want to choke the shit out you. <laughs> but black people don't choke nobody but they pastor and the weed man. You know what I mean? Bombs. The, the nigga with the loud. Like the, the, the guy with the loud, he, he's controlling the community now. I got the exotic weed and I got the edibles and right. I got the, 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 the Mickey Toes girl. We listen to him. I don't but believe that shit. For forty dollars, a motherfucker popped up. If you so, if you save this one of those forty dollars that you spending eighty dollars a day on, like you really miserable. Yeah. You really a hype yourself. Mm-hmm. Eighty times seven, nigga. <laughs> you really just working yeah. to stay high. <laughs> You're a functional weedhead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you tell a weedhead that. It come from the earth. No, that's your only defense. Man, do you know your lady want to leave you so bad? I know because she's talking to my lady. Popping. <laughs> she's telling me everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's 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 so crazy. But we 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 not really. Some some of us are not really ready to have that financial conversation yet. Yeah. Until we see that other guy pull out of there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when we see that other guy pull out of there and he's doing good, oh, shit. But you know what it has to be? It has to be the guy that they think is an asshole. Mm-hmm. When that asshole shows up yeah. and he's doing better, he's just doing subtle things. And he's living so much comfortable. He's taking vacations. Instead of, like, when it, when it's snowing, he in L.A. watching the Lakers and yep. whoever. Then he go to Phoenix a week and a half later. He's like, how you doing all this? Well, remember that lady that came through here and gave that presentation? Yeah. He's paying off, guys. 
I'm telling you. Hand claps. And we've been saving. And by the way, I'm going to close the barbershop, too, because uh, y'all can actually have this motherfucker. <laughs> Just give it to him. Okay, um, give me a rewind. Air horn. You ready for the bullshit now? You ready? Ready. All that bull. Oh, we, we talked all that good stuff and everything, and I appreciate your hand claps on that. I, w- I wish you much success. Fix that. Fix that. Fix that mic so he, he won't. Uh, he won't have to pay for it. So he won't. No, no, because they sharing it. So he's he taking it back to him. Okay. Um, <laughs> you ready? Before these questions, real quick. This Aisha Curry shit. Why in the fuck are motherfuckers mad because that's how she feel? Oh my God. It's the dumbest shit. Like, her feelings are valid. Just like everybody else's. Well, really, shouldn't, shouldn't no man really comment on girl talk no way. So that was girl talk. I and mean, but shit, recorded. I ain't seen shit but men talking about it. Because they don't know no better. <laughs> I had something I had to say about it. I ain't it. seen shit but men talking about it. And then the women that I do see saying something about it. Because, I mean, at first, like, I'm glad I saw the video. Because all I was seeing was people's commentary. And, like, I don't want to develop an opinion mm-hmm. based off of social media cliff notes. So when I heard what she said, I'm just like, okay, I don't know any woman that's been married for a long time and had a bunch of babies and shit that don't feel like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I get what she's saying. She's not looking for attention or compliments, but right. it would be nice. I took a little mini poll at my job asking different like people, women that have been married. And mm-hmm. one woman, she was like her and her husband went to Vegas a couple of weeks ago. She said she's at one slot machine. Her husband is two slot machines down. Some young kid, she was like, he might have been about 28 years old. He walks up to her like, hey, what's up? And she's like, hey, what's up? He was like, man, like, you're kind of hot. Like, you want to go grab some drinks? She points down like, that's my husband. He was like, oh, my bad, and walked off. Her husband walked up like, look at you. You still got it. I'm like, how did that make you feel? She was like, it was hilarious, and it made her feel good at the same fucking time. She wasn't looking for this kid to come and hit on her. She was just standing there doing what the fuck she was doing. So yeah. I understand where she's coming made from. Made her husband go a little hard And I just night. feel like. <laughs> young whippersnapper coming from my way. <laughs> I mean, that probably did work for them too. This, you know this what mine, I'm Joan. It's still mine, but isn't like, it, Joan? For the majority, they were like, they would find it flattering. Mm-hmm. And it would let them know that like they still do have it. Because sometimes husbands do forget to tell their wives they look pretty. Men the same way. You know what I'm saying? A man exactly. wants to be telling he looks that's all I'm saying and so it's like all of the women that had all of this terrible things to say I'm just like y'all done felt that same way too but the only difference is you begging somebody else's husband to spend a night with you after y'all done got done busting down he finna go home to his wife it don't matter that he just laid with you for about 15-20 minutes or whatever and you thought that y'all connected or something but you've had that feeling too you like damn (laughs) don't nobody approach me yeah yeah. Tell I was, I was talking need. to Corey about that. I, I didn't right see the. I didn't. I didn't. Hold that. Hold that. Hold that thought for one second. <laughs> Say it again, man. Tell the Uber man don't even leave, man. I got you that three piece. Eat that three piece of Popeyes right here. Don't leave. <laughs> Bombs. Right back out. <laughs> she, she, she cold though. She cold. <laughs> don't come back over here. That's Trust the me. ignorance, okay? But the the part the the cool the cool part is Jamal. If you got clean as hell. 
Like when you go to your signal thing. Yeah. You want your wife to at least say, you look nice. Yeah. Or somebody. Yeah. If you put that shit on, you be like, I must look like the penguin in this shit. <laughs> what the fuck? Ain't nobody said I look, you know what I'm saying? I, so, there. sometimes it is, niggas want to hear something to make them blush. All right, baby, all right, thank you. I, 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 watched, I watched the Red Table talk because of all the chatter. Great, uh, great viral marketing that they did to hype it up and everything. It causes, like, I read, somebody said, you know, one thing about it, Jada talks too fucking much. Is that always happening when, when you watch that show? That's why Pac went with her because he wanted to talk too. So he said, fuck it. <laughs> Bombs. <laughs> be shit. I mean, you all, do you two watch that show? But Does she talk like that? You watch it too? She she, she, she does talk because she does. She steers the conversation uh, with that segment, well, with that show. Um, but to what she said, I think a lot of men overreacted with this. And it's because of clickbait. Because people only focus on that one part of that entire conversation. Yeah. They didn't even focus on the part. Like, if you watch the whole thing, she talks about, one, she deals with anxiety, number one. She takes medication for it. Then she brought up the fact about the insecurity. And for me, having a wife who had two kids, I know how she was when my wife had our son after she I know how she felt in her clothes and just certain things so a lot of men who were coming I just felt like you know what that's not what she said like I had a guy get into a debate with me in a sports group the locker room on Facebook got into a debate with me about that I understand what she's saying she's saying that she tired of just screwing the same dick she just said what a lot of people don't want to say and where the so fuck I did said, that come from I replied by like bruh that's what she said? And he like, yeah. But see, that's the, that's what I mean. But a lot of men shouldn't have commented on that. Because for me, I don't really like to comment on the Red Table Talk because it's mostly geared toward women and their, their feelings exactly. and emotions. The only time I really, really had something to say about the Red Table Talk is when they had Will on there. But other than that, like this past conversation, I think that was just a woman thing. That's just my opinion. Okay, let me, let me read this right quick. I watched the interview. This is what somebody said on Twitter. I watched the interview... Aisha Curry, with Aisha Curry and thought bitches really do complain about nothing. She literally has a man who adores her. They're rich and beautiful kids. But does she want attention from dusty niggas who sag their pants? She need to drop them prices of fucking cookware and shut up. That's not what she said. Um, and you wonder why our financial statement assist, uh, uh, situation is not improving because we don't get it. Here we go. Here goes another one real quick. Some petty shit. This Aisha and Steph conversation is a social media case study in and of itself. It shows you how a million people can watch the same interview and walk away with a million different interpretations of what actually was said. Then another one said this. Aisha Curry's interview just confirms that women need to go through a whole phase before settling down that just had, like men do. I read all of that shit and it had nothing to do with that interview and she was just being transparent. Sometimes you don't need to be transparent. But you know, why the fuck not? The because shit. she can show that rich people have regular people problems too. You know they what? do, but sometimes And she was talking about something that she was internalizing. How about saying that shit out loud probably made her feel better? You know had, what? Had, had she, need to do? The backlash, it didn't. But here you go. Had no. she went through her whole phase, she would not be seeking attention and validation from other men outside of her husband. She's not seeking attention. But, but, but he, we, we know that now, but... 
as, as, as what guys need to do is go talk to that lady that they really love, be it their mom, their auntie, their grandmama, and ask them that they feel like that at some point in time, that they need to have that outside person tell them how good they look. How they, how, you know, just no, just certain things of that, so guys can understand that because we we always think what do you, you know what my man said he knew how his wife was feeling after she had the son, <laughs> but some guys never I didn't know that with my my first two kids mom and she told me that when they was like nine and ten and she said because you was just running around and playing doing your thing I was in a depression you never did even know it. I was like, damn, and I felt like shit. I was like, wow, how the fuck did I miss all that? But I was so control on me. But then when I bought, when I when I came around about, I was like, you fuck with this dude. I was like, damn, I'm on some bullshit because I felt like shit once she explained it. One example, really fast. So I'm the lobby desk receptionist. I see everybody every day. One Monday. The girl from DocX comes in. I'm like, oh, my God, Amber, you cut your hair. It's so pretty. She was like, I got it cut Friday. My husband ain't said shit. They didn't spend the whole weekend together. Her hair was down to here. Now it's up here. Wow. He hadn't even fucking noticed. What's her name? Her name is Amber. Amber. He, he don't give a fuck about Amber no more. <laughs> Pop it. <laughs> and I'm like, no way. Yeah, she, was like, gonna, she was like, I'm gonna. She was like, I'm gonna text with. him and be like, How did the receptionist notice I got a fucking haircut and you didn't? That's why you didn't get no raise because you got that one too nice. So Amber, <laughs> your husband, all that shit. That's they fuck you. Fuck your raise up. Stan <laughs> Pierce is a wild boy. I'm gonna say that <laughs> he is a wild boy up in the locker room. Um, real quick. Um. Now here goes some more ratchet hoe shit. As as um you've heard throughout here. the podcast, Mike Chu, the most best gum that's ever I in his asked own world. Spit that shit out at the very beginning. hand claps to Mike and his chewing gum. Shout out to no, Miss Star Wars. She would put her hand in front of my mouth right now and say, "Mike, well, here we go. Down. Two questions. Here we go. One HBCU confessions. Listen to this. You ready? Oh, I know which one it is. You know which one? Yes, I do. I don't know if you know which one. I know exactly which one. Me and my twin brother, right? No, not no, that. No, no, okay. Me and my twin brother share an apartment together. So the other day I walked in without him expecting me to be home, and his bedroom door was cracked open. I heard moaning, and I seen his girl smashing him with a strap on. Should I ask him if he's gay or leave it alone? Man, your own what? fucking business. Shit. I told you that that's the reaction I wanted to get. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Pops, Pops. I was trying to brace myself, man. That's nuts. Izzy? Literally. <laughs> Literally. You know, this Literally. whole erotica thing is just out of control. I mean, yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean that, but there is some level of erotica that he may like, and she's willing to play the role. That's some nasty shit, though. Coach, just like a little prostate exam, um, massage. Gay. How is it gay? It's a guy and a girl. Gay is this. Gay sex is defined as sex between same sex. So it's a That's guy like and a girl. Shades of gray shit. No, it wouldn't matter. Some dick. men like their fucking prostate <laughs> massage. It's not a dick. Rubber craft. It's, it's not attached to it's a man. It's not attached hey, to twin, a man. Hey, twin, just be glad you did You're not on the, other, on the receiver end of that. Just be glad you. Man, your own fucking business. You shouldn't. 
relationship instead of the room. That's what you gonna ask him what he likes sexually for. Like just this is why motherfuckers ain't got no edges. That could be that could be very disturbing. They don't know how to mind their own business and shit. I'm telling you. He walked in and seen his twin. Oh my god. Getting getting receiving instead of shipping. He didn't have no twin intuition. He didn't feel that before he walked in. Woo! You should have never looked in there. Don't twins have some kind Go of ahead, connection? Jamal. I got one. Go ahead. Went on two dates. She talked about marriage, so I ended things. She's text, call, threatening suicide if I won't get back with her, and I ignored it. Then the cop showed up to my work one day saying I beat her up. But thankfully, I had an alibi. She knocked out her own tooth. Advice? Nigga. That bitch been watching. <laughs> That Run. bitch been watching too many fucking movies for real. Run. She sound like she watched that movie with Martin uh, and Lynn Whitfield. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It's a thin line. Yeah, that that movie. She crazy. He better abort. Yeah, get the fuck away from me. Shut up to your job. The that's police crazy. did, saying that he had. She said she had beat him. Um, he had beat her up. And she knocked out her own teeth. Yep. Man, you gotta that's get some, a restraining order. My attractive mother-in-law is seeking companionship. And my friend would date her. My wife is against it, but I think he'll keep her in good company. Finally, my wife blurted out, my mama do not want no dick that big. Then she followed oh. up with, his dick was too big for me, advice. No fucking way. Well, well. Say that again. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's one part in there. My attractive mother-in-law is seeking companionship. And a friend would like to date her. My wife is against it, but I think he'll keep her in good company. Finally, the wife blurted out, my mama don't want no dick that big. Then she said, his dick was too big for me. Advice. Well, at least you know you got a smaller dick than your boy. <laughs> Bops! Bop! That has been revealed. Man. That's why you got so lucky, kid. Big dicks don't always win. Okay, last one. Feeling lonely, I reconnected with my high school sweetheart. Mm. We quickly decided to get engaged. She has two kids, no problem. But is a liar, big problem. She said she was spending the night with her friend when that friend was spending the night with me. Mm. Advice? Oh. The fucking ratchet. I mean, double sore ratchet. Feeling lonely, I reconnected with my high school sweetheart. We quickly decided to get engaged. She has two kids, no problem, but is a liar, big problem. She said she was spending the nights with her friend when that friend was spending the night with me. Advice. Mm, y'all hold up. Y'all y'all hoeing up too much. Both of them. Y'all, y'all just some hoes. Come clean, everybody. Just have a threesome. Get it over with. Get the kids something real good for their birthday and Christmas. <laughs> get it out the way. So all y'all want to do is fucking lie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Quit playing, wasting each other's time. Last one. Here we oh go. Oh, my goodness. What do y'all find on this shit? Um, HBCU Confessions. Um, Bethune-Cookman University. <laughs> this the one. This one, this one you're talking about? My homegirl wanted to fuck this nigga, but she heard his dick was small. So I tested the waters and gave him head. It, t it felt like I was sucking my thumb. P.S. I'm a guy. No, not that one. But. 
But I did read this fucking story. I did read this story on my Instagram. This dude was talking about living with two bitches from Bethune Cookman. That shit was deep, man. He told one of the best fucking stories ever. I was like at work, like, are you fucking serious? Oh, HBCU confession? No, like it's this guy. He just he told he was like, let me tell you a story about the, the first and the last time that I'll ever room with chicks. That shit was the best story told on the timeline yesterday. He meant. I, oh have to it. I tweeted it. I retweeted it like this is probably the best story on the timeline. He's like, he had two female roommates. He was like, he was pretty sure they went to Bethune Cookman and shit. He was like, he had, he felt some kind of way because one of his buddies dated a bitch from it. But then it was like, one bitch came over with a dude that wasn't her boyfriend. But then like they were smashing and then her boyfriend came. So she talked the other girl into pretending like that was her boyfriend next thing you know the other girl is smashing dude her boyfriend has showed up that shit was deep i have to watch this it, you have to re- oh have to he's turning it. into like a little animated strip too like he's like coming soon he tells the best fucking stories i'm gonna start retweeting them all hey check this out um reasonable ignorance podcast now on anywhere where you hear podcasts at download subscribe leave a review comment share bombs I thank, thank you, you all for listening. Yeah, I want to thank you, Samara, for coming through. Thank you. And we're definitely going to be here. It was great meeting you. It was awesome seeing you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Coach Moses, the friend of the program, friend friends of the podcast. I always like using that, that term, friend of the program. You know what that means, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> Word to Duke. <laughs> Word to Duke yeah. universe. Are you a Duke? Uh, yeah. You a Duke, Duke Blue Devil fan too? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. You are she, she by, de- no by default, right? By default, sleep back, default. Default. Back. default. <laughs> I'm so not interested. Lakers, in Lakers fan by default too. By default, I uh-huh. do love Kobe though. You love Kobe, I do. And I'm not no, I don't, I don't follow nothing. Jeannie, Jeannie Bus, nothing. Is, is, I just show up for concession stand foods, halftime. And live entertainment because I love live entertainment. Jeannie Bus for the Lakers organization is trash, along with Linda Ramis and <laughs> Kurt Ramis. Trash, trash, dumpster fire, trash. So that's what that's what magic. Y'all magic, up. y'all Lakers fans is, is <laughs> y'all shit's now grouped in with Dolan and, and with Reinsdorf now, all in the major cities. That's fucked up. Once again, if it is to be, it's to be up to me. <laughs> <laughs> no cap. <laughs> <laughs> May you live as long as you want, never want as long as you live. May y'all all live 100 years minus a day, so I won't know the good people like y'all passed away. And yesterday, my phone was ringing off the hook, and it was because the Benji 30 for 30 was on. So my auntie didn't know I was in there, and I watched the ending of it with her. And she could not believe. She was like, that's why you was so... I was like, yeah. I was like, but I got to go. I got to go have a drink. And she was like, why? I said, because it never affected me like it did today. I was like, mm. I'm six years removed from it. So I said, I got, thought I had that close. I said, I got to go have a drink now. I said, I shouldn't have watched the end of this shit. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's with growth, you get more maturity. You get more understanding. And guess who was in Duke's last night who? when I walked in there? Who? Billy Moore. Oh. Yeah. In the same neighborhood. I was like, hey, my man, I told you before, I ain't not having no shots with you. I'll see you, man. You, you over here on the other side. <laughs>
the next morning started karaoke and I got up out of there. <laughs> he got up out of there, I mean. He got up out of there. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, that's and that's wild. the end of the show. Bombs! <laughs>